Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello you guys and welcome back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Katie. And if you're on Patreon, you can see our faces right now. I know. We're actually on video. This is why we're both so awkward. I love it. It just makes my heart warm, even though I'm so cringy on video. Whatever. (laughs) I think everyone thinks they're cringy on video, but we used to think we were cringy on audio, and some people still do, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I, I do have to admit, though, I went back to listen to one of our older episodes today as part of like research for another project that maybe Katie and I can talk about later um as in not in this episode but later on if it progresses and I was like god they were right I'm so annoying with my mic so I'm really sorry you guys I'm like you can hear every time I like sit up on the couch and I like move my mic it's like so I'm really sorry you guys, I've learned my lesson. The mic is firmly planted on my table right now. Not touching it. When we first started recording, I was using a headset, like a gaming headset, and I've gone back and listened, and it's like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, how did anyone ever listen to that? That's crazy. So thank you all. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bearing with us and uh, getting through those bad audio times and my random tangents that even today I was like, good Lord, Sarah, wrap the fuck up. Like, I need to get to the actual episode. No one cares about your red dress in Poland. Wrap it up. Maybe so some anyway. people do. Oh. I know, some people do. It's okay. Yeah, you're popular. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so popular. How was your week, Katie? It was good. Um, I feel like I never really have anything to report because of COVID. So I'm just like, oh, it was good. Eh. (laughs) I know, right? There's nothing to report. Although another thing, ooh, had a burp and you guys can all see that on camera. (laughs) You're welcome, patrons. Um, I, when I was listening to that episode, it was funny because it was the one right before lockdown happened. So it was around like February and I was like, oh, we couldn't record last week because I was sick. And that's when I was like so sick. I had no voice and I'm pretty sure I had COVID at that time Um, because that was when everything was happening. And I was like really sick and I was like, I've never experienced this type of like sickness before. It's lasted for a little time. Anyways, and now we're recording and it's it's a year later. A year (laughs) later. Uh, I'm just over here anxiously awaiting a vaccine and just trying to be safe till then but yeah that's crazy it's been a year that this I know and you even talk about anti-vax what are they called anti-vaxxers yeah anti-vaxxers in that episode and I was dying today because I was like if only Katie knew that a year from now that would be uh wild to talk about I could talk about that forever and you would see my chest go red because I get so angry about it. <laughs> That's a topic for another day, friends. Another day. Um, But yeah, I don't really have any announcements before we start, unless you have something. No, I don't. Um, yeah, no, I don't. Think I, <laughs> I know, guys. Sorry, we're so boring. I wish we had exciting updates, but no, no, I've got oh. nothing. This will be an exciting episode because we're going to be watching a Mormon video together. 
and reacting to it. I've seen it. I saw this video quite a few times when I was a Mormon, like when I was a teenager. They they show it in like young women's and Sunday school and stuff. Um, But it's quite old. I think it was made in 1992. So I don't know if they show it anymore. It might be something that if you showed to a Mormon, they'd be like, Ew, that's old. We don't do that anymore. But like, and it was like different back then. <laughs> but it was definitely made by the church, and you can still find it online. So I'm going to watch this with Sarah, and we're going to react to it. And if you're on Patreon, you can watch it along with us. So, oh my God, I'm so excited! And it's 90 delicious. Speaking of 90s, you guys won't be able to see it unless you're on Patreon. But look at how 90s my nails are right oh, now. Love. Right. 90s goals. So I know. Listeners, she has the straight up French manicure with the white tips. And they look like the thick white tips, Mm -hmm. you know? Guys, I did it myself. Sorry. I just did. I did. Good job. I got a fake like nail kit and like with the proper like nail file thing. And I I went to town. Anyways. (laughs) 90s. Anyways, <laughs> 90s. Speaking of 90s. I, uh, I sent Sarah a photo of me the other day. I got butterfly clips, like the colorful little butterfly <gasps> clips, and I've been wearing those in my picture. hair. I'm going through a not-yet-midlife crisis. It's fine. <laughs> right? But it's, like, something, like, nostalgic, and I don't know. Like, I'm obsessed with 90s style right now, even though I hated it. And we were just talking about, like, some pros of 90s like some things I'm obsessed with and other things like the low risers never again I can never I just need it to be above my belly button so when I sit down I don't have just a lot hanging over you know I just want it tucked in all the butt crack hanging out god I probably showed so many people my butt crack when I wore low rise jeans and Mm. Oh, definitely, because I have, like, a high butt crack anyways. Anyways, sorry, guys. <laughs> Everyone, Sarah has a high butt crack. Now we know. <laughs> and on that note, let's get to the video. Okay, I'm going to share my screen, and we'll see. I really feel like I'm back at work. Share your screen. Let me know share when you can see screen. it. Can you see it now? Wait, yes, I can. Okay. So for patrons, Sarah and I will look small right now. We'll be little small boxes, but don't worry. We're going to come back. And I'll just pause this every now and then so we can share our thoughts. Are you ready, Sarah? Oh, first of all, can we just tell to our listeners who aren't watching the video, the title of this is Godly Sorrow Leads to Repentance. Yep. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. This is an exciting time in your life. Wait, pause. Okay. That's that famous actor. <laughs> you caught that so quick. Aaron, so- Aaron Eckhart or whatever. Eckhart, yeah, yeah. He's uh, in a lot of stuff. So, listeners, I uh, can't see oh, it. Sorry. But yeah, it starts with this little montage of this couple, and this Mormon couple, and it's very, very 90s. And Aaron Eckhart is the man in the couple. <laughs> oh, my God. What is the name of his character that he plays in Batman? Two-Face. Two-Face, yeah. Two-Face. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I, sorry guys. I know. I remember looking back then, like looking up who this actor was. And I do remember seeing that he used to be Mormon. Did he? Yeah. 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 Like on wiki, it says that he used to be Mormon. Okay. Cause see, cause that was something that I didn't look up. I was unsure. I was like, oh, maybe they just got him to do this role back before he got really popular, but it makes sense that he would be Mormon doing this Mormon video. I know, and sorry, one other thing before, a little fun fact. Do you Have you seen The Greatest Showman? No. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, I ruined that. <laughs> All right, well, there goes that. Um, anyways, the, the opening scene, the, the dad of Hugh Jackman and listeners, maybe you're like, oh, my God, yeah. He's, like, that famous Mormon actor who's, like, in Singles Ward and, like, all the Mormon films that you watched like growing up and I'm pretty sure he's left the church but he was like in all these R.E.M. and Singles Award 1 and 2 and like any of that anyways it's like crazy that he's now on that anywho go forward with the the video I got 11 seconds in okay here we go continuing well I've been looking forward to it for a long time Sometimes I can't believe it's actually happening. <laughs> My mom is so excited. <laughs> okay, I have to stop again to explain to listeners. It's this terrible video footage that's like blurry and going everywhere. And she's wearing the most 90s looking Mormon wedding dress I think I've ever the seen. The most 90s. And it looks like this might be her bridal fitting. And her mom is like puffing up her shoulders. And you, I just... <laughs> I got that, like, icky feeling when she goes, my mom is so happy. It's like, oh, yeah, because your goal is to get married, and that's what makes your parents the proudest of you. Yucky. Also, there's, like, a scene before it goes into her wearing the wedding dress, where it's, like, a wedding dress laid out on the floor, which, again, reminds me of that whole, like, poem, the three dresses. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really gross. Okay. I've been hearing a lot about this young man. Turned missionary, good student. There's nothing better than to take a certain young lady to the temple. (laughs) That wouldn't have it any other way. Temple marriage is what I want, too. A temple marriage is a very important step, Kim. I feel icky. Yeah, for listeners, that's the bishop. He's kind of counseling with her, saying... Temple marriage is a really important step. And it's showing this montage of, I think, how she's dreaming of her temple wedding to be. They're standing outside the temple and the bishop's congratulating them. And she's there with her returned missionary. And now it shows they're in the bishop's office. And it's just her and the bishop. The blinds are closed and they're sitting very close to each other. He's not, like, across the desk. It's, like, he's almost on the side of it, and their knees are very close to each other. And it's kind of dark in there. Although I do love her, like, dress. It's very vintage. I would take it now. I know. See, that's what I'm saying. We're old enough that these, like, 90s clothes are coming back. You you need to curl your hair like that. (laughs) Okay. Next time. So let's see how this bishop's interview goes. That's why I'm here. Right? Right. So I'd like to get an idea on how you feel about a few things. 
Okay. Okay. What is it you're looking forward to most about a temple marriage? Well, I guess what I'm looking forward to is finally being able to see. Is there anything in your... Did you see that? It cut away. She was like... It cut away what I was doing with my hand motion. <laughs> yeah, so he asked her what she looks forward to the most, and Sarah starts doing the, the P and the V. Finger in the hole. <laughs> and she goes, I'm most looking forward to finally... And then it cuts off, and you don't know what she says. Finally, what? Like, oh. imagine if you're watching this in Young Women's or mm-hmm. anything. Like, I would be like, finally, what? Finally, what do you get to do when you get married in the temple? Like, I, I feel like it's already setting it up for sex, you know? Like, you finally get to do that. You've had to wait your whole life. I finally get to have you thrust instead of just docking. Ew, Sarah. <laughs> Oh, yucky. Okay, we're continuing. <laughs> Your life, Kim, that hasn't been resolved with the proper priesthood authority. <sighs> well, before Matt returned from his mission, I was involved with another boy. Did you see the look of disappointment on his face? When she said, this is... I was involved with another boy when Matt was on his mission. He, like, gets this terrible look of disappointment on his face and puts his pen down and, like, clasps his hands together and is just, like, staring at her. Like, like disappointment and disgust. And I feel like, yeah, a little bit of trigger warning. I hope maybe we'll, we'll, like, mention it in the episode notes. But, yeah, like, people who have gone through that, like, any type of sex shaming or especially in the bishop's office like this. Like, I, I didn't have it on this level, but, yeah, I had to, like, confess to my sexual sins of just, like, what I mentioned a few episodes ago, like, giving a guy blue balls. Like, and that was mortifying for me. Like, you had I, you had all your clothes on, and so did he, and yet that was still considered a sexual sin that you got shamed so intensely mm-hmm. for, and you had to tell an older man in an office closed like this about it. Yep. And I had to be the one that like took the blame and the fall for it. It was like <sighs> my fault, which is, it's so fucked. So I, for, for listeners out there who have experienced this on a deeper level like this, um, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And for listeners who didn't grow up Mormon, but have same religious trauma of going through something like this, it's, it's, it's fucked. I don't have a more elegant way yeah. of saying it other than it really fucks with your head and your self-esteem yeah. and your self-image. And, like, it's it's a memory that I hope one day to replace. Like, Yeah. So a little warning for listeners or viewers. It, it gets worse. So if you want to stop, stop. But, I mean, it's also really shitty and we're going to shit on it. So hopefully that'll make people feel better. <laughs> yeah. um, what I was going to say is, also remember this was made by the church which like blows my mind because I feel like now this was made in 1992 so this was made during our lifetime but I feel like now they would say like oh we don't ever ask about that kind of stuff and it was this is like an open openly shared and viewed video all while I was growing up so 
remember and that. also you would think with the billions of dollars that they had they could come up with a better produce movie i'm just throwing that out there <laughs> it's so bad just you wait it's <laughs> so bad Okay, so she's just told him that she was, all she said was, I was involved with another boy when Matt was on his mission, and he's already super upset, put his pen down, and is, like, disgustedly looking at her. So, let's see what happens. We probably spent a little too much time together alone. Gone. <gasps> is that, does that not make yeah. your... In crawl. She just says, we spent too much time alone. And he goes, go on. He leans he, over the table. He leans over the table. And then he does like his eyebrows. Like, well, go on. Ew. Like, why does she have to go on? No, she shouldn't be even telling you this in the first place. This is super invasive. And he's. it's just so pervy and creepy and... Anyway, also just funny to note, like, how she says, we probably spent too much time together. It's like, you're dating that person. And in Mormon culture, when you're dating a person, your goal is to marry them. So, like, you should be spending a lot of time together. (laughs) But definitely not, because remember, you have to have chaperones. It was a funny thing, like, Greg asked me the other day, what were we watching? It was something with, like, there there were chaperones. And he was like, oh, did, did you have chaperones? I was like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, I remember, like, either with my, like, own friends or, like, friends who had older brothers or sisters or cousins who, like, they were the designated chaperone for when they would go on dates. Like, they couldn't watch a movie by themselves, like, in the dark without having a chaperone. Isn't that wild? It's like, so crazy. It's, yeah. I guess things sort of got out of hand. Kim, I know how hard it is to talk about things like this, but I need to know how serious the problem was if I'm going to help resolve it. Ugh. Ew. Guess we were getting a little too comfortable together. Was she farting in front of him? That's the problem started. She probably wasn't farting in front of him, but yeah. Also, how terrible you got comfortable with someone. Oh, that's so bad. How is that bad? And also, how is that, like, like an indicator of sexual anything? Like, honestly, I know we joke that I said farting around, but it's like, no, but that's what I equate, like, comfortable with. <laughs> like, not like, all right, let's get to the bedroom and have sex. It's more like, cool, can I wear my stretchy pants and eat pizza off my tits while farting at the same time. That's comfort for me. So. That is comfort, right? And also, yeah, I mean, so in this video, we know she's not talking about that because they've made it very clear. This is very, like, shameful sexual stuff. And anyway, yeah, they got too comfortable, and that's when the problem started. And then... <laughs> His willy just comfortably landed on her hoo-ha. <laughs> Too comfortable. It's like a pillow. <laughs> okay, so this is what he says to her about that. What you've told me, Kim, is very serious. Yeah, but I'm not involved with that guy anymore. It's not a problem now. True repentance is not merely the stopping of something we know is wrong. It's, it's much more involved. 
Is that not so fucked? God. She's like, I'm not involved with that guy anymore. And he's like, repentance doesn't mean you just stop doing something. It means you need to feel deep, intense shame and whatever, you know, he's going to tell her. But it's just so crazy to me, this whole idea of like how a bishop can tell you how you're supposed to quote unquote repent. And feel and how like, you know, that was something in the past and it's like, no, no, no. Let's like drag up that again, make you feel embarrassed and ashamed again and then make you repent and have like the whole congregation know because you won't be able to take the sacrament and everyone's going to know. Right. Are taking the sacrament. They're going to think, okay, well, that's a serious sin. That's some godly sorrow happening. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like best guess is that if it's a Mormon person getting too comfortable, that literally probably means they made out and had Levi Lovin. Like, she probably yeah. didn't have sex, you know? <laughs> and he's making I love Levi Loving. Oh, God. I'm, I can just feel the chafing right now. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, continue. But it's different between Matt and me. I really love him, Bishop. I've never felt this way about anyone before. But the wedding is coming up. The announcements have been sent out. My dress is paid for. Oh my god. Okay, so for listeners, if you didn't catch that, he told her that she can't have a temple recommend because of whatever Levi love and she did with the boy before. And that means... She can't have her wedding in the temple. And she already sent out invites. She's paid for her dress. I mean, at this point, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just seems so silly. And I know it's because we're out of the church now. And, like, it's absolutely so silly. But, I mean, like, I just think of it from my perspective now. And if I were in that situation and I had already like sent out invites and had my wedding dress. First of all, I would never have admitted it because I'd been like, Oh, I, I don't want this to happen. But if I did decide and the Bishop was like, okay, actually, no, you can't have the interview or the temple marriage. I would just be like, just kidding. I made it all up. Just jealous. <laughs> this wasn't about me. It was a friend. And so I wanted to present this uh, <laughs> to you so I could tell my friend what to do. But, like, really, it's so silly that this one man can decide where, like, where her wedding will take place and, like, if how. He's and it's just... Yeah. He determines her worthiness to do have this special thing that, I guess, it's the highest level that you aspire to as a Mormon is getting married in the temple. And he can take that away from you. But I bet, like you were saying... I bet a lot of Mormons lie to get their wedding. I know so many Mormons who have lied to get a temple marriage. Or this is the next level. This is the next level. They don't lie in the the temple recommend interview. Like, they do get married, like, in a courthouse instead of the temple. But they take pictures outside of the temple and post those to make people think they got married in the temple 
And then they justify it by saying, like, well, I'm not lying because, like, I never said I got married in the temple. But it's like you posted pictures outside the picture or outside the temple. Like, yeah, that's the same thing you're alluding to getting married in the temple. Yeah, it's the saving face thing. Like, yeah. um, But I when I watched this, I guess because I saw this when I was a young girl all through my teenage years. And I feel like it still kind of brings up that instinctual fear in me that like if you're not good enough or if you mess up mess up in quotes and have sex or do anything sexual before marriage everyone will know and you'll be shamed you won't be able to do this special thing you're supposed to do and it's like it kind of makes you afraid of sex and afraid of just being a normal human and like expressing your sexuality because this man can just take your whole dreams away yeah that's crazy no it definitely brings that up like this is something we've talked about quite often but the sex shaming goes really deep and that's still something you know four years later and out of the church like I'm I'm so much better than where I was in the beginning but there are still moments where it'll creep in and I'll have to push them out and be like this is not a quote-unquote sin and like this isn't a bad thing this isn't yeah blah 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 or or I'm not I think what is even more triggering for me that I it's something I've had to get over is this feeling of not being special anymore oh, because yeah. I'm not a virgin you know what I mean like yeah. it's like oh I don't have that anymore like like I, I I didn't end up with someone who saved themselves for me too like you know what I mean like it's the silliest thing but those thoughts still like creep in every now and then I and I can't even imagine for people who just recently left like that's it's a big yeah a big one to tackle yeah I think it would be a great mistake to go to the temple without resolving this problem oh, oh she's so crying. Sad. <sighs> what can I say to Matt how can I tell my parents Oh. Tell them that, that you, I, and the Lord need a little more time to work this out. Oh, does that not, like, crawl up your spine and make you want to vomit when he's like, you and I and the Lord need more time to work this out? Why does he think he has a place and a say in how she runs her life? And, oh, it just creeps me out so much. Not today, white Mormon men. But like <laughs> today, really, that's what it is. It's this white bishop, this guy who thinks that he can have a say so in her life, and it's mind blowing to me. Like she's so upset, and he's just like, "Well, it's between you and me and the Lord, and we'll work it out." It's like Jesus fucking Christ. She just ate pizza off her tits. Like leave her alone, you know? <laughs> she did when she got comfortable. <laughs> Leave her alone. Let her get married. Uh, yeah. And, uh, listeners at home, like, yeah, she's sobbing. I'm sure you can kind of hear it in the audio. But, yeah, she's very she's upset. Sobbing. And it's just like, well, we'll work it out. You just tell your parents and Matt that, you know, this isn't happening. You were a whore before, basically. <laughs> so this is all your fault. You fucked everything up, Kim. <laughs> uh, Kim. God damn it, Kim. <laughs> you see, Kim, you've been 
getting so caught up with the social consequences of your mistakes and the worldly sorrow that they bring that you haven't left any room to consider the the eternal consequences. Ew. What do you mean? You haven't fully repented. But I'm not involved in that guy anymore. And I'm coming to you now. Let me see if I can help you understand. Right now, what is your biggest concern? How can I face everyone? Shouldn't the question be, how can I face the Lord? Ooh. You've been feeling worldly sorrow for your sins. What you should be feeling is godly sorrow. All right. I think it begins with our ability to see our sins as he sees them, not as we see them. Godly sorrow is a deep realization that our actions have offended our Father in heaven. So oh my God. Like the biggest eye roll of my life happened right then. I want to look like you've been feeling worldly sorrow. Ugh. And she's so sad. She's, she's so gonna, sad, you guys. She feels so ashamed, and she knows she's not going to be able to have her wedding, and everyone will know what she did. And he's like, no, that's not what you should be concerned about. You should be concerned that you offended God. Oh, Kim. I'm, but what kind of a God is offended by someone showing physical affection to someone else? But also, and what kind of God would be that much of an asshole to be like, you know what, you fucked up, so now I'm going to punish you and make you embarrassed and ashamed and tell everyone that you fucked up, put all of your quote-unquote sins on display, and uh, ruin your wedding because yeah. I just feel like it. Because I got nothing better to do. I'm Mormon God, and I'm a I'm celestial Jesus, goddammit. <laughs> Elohim, damn it. <laughs> okay, let's see what she says. I can't go to the temple. Part of what we've been talking about here is, is being worthy to go. And I want to help you clear this up so you can. And I, it's another thing, too, like we've talked about so many times, like the worthy you need to be worthy. I need to deem you worthy to go into this specific building. Disgusting. I mean, honestly, that tattoo I got is such a good reminder. Like, every time I look down and I I see that tattoo of, like, worthiness, it's because it's, it's such a trigger in, yeah. in the Mormon church of, like, it's constantly embedded in everything that we're taught like you have to be worthy to this you have to be worthy to take the sacrament you have to be worthy to go to the temple you have to be worthy to go on a mission to get married to be sustained to be called like everything revolves or to receive promptings from the holy ghost you have to oh. be worthy like everything depends yeah. on being worthy and you're not just inherently worthy no you have to suffer and prove yourself that Somehow you're worthy of this asshole God's love. I just, yeah, I can't. So if I remember correctly, I think this next little bit is like a musical montage. Oh, goody. <laughs> so uh, we can kind of narrate it as it goes along. So she's home. She's going into her little room there. She's so she's sad. Upset. 
And it's in the dark. She's in the dark. There's shadows. Yeah, she's so sad. She's crying. Oh, she. Oh, no, she didn't. She hit her pillow, and it's going to hit the framed picture of her and Matt, and it's falling in slow mo. (gasps) Two faces on the floor, and now she's she's meeting with her parents, and they're crying. They're all upset. Oh, the picture of Matt, two faces falling. Her friends are mad at her. Look, look how much they're judging her. Ew. And she's telling Matt, and he's yelling at her, and she's saying she's sorry. Oh, and he's judging her so bad. Okay, we just oh. need to pause for a sec. That was a lot. That was a lot. Her her family seemed to be like supportive, but her friends, what bitches? They were just like faces. They were like on BYU campus. It looked like, and they were just like scowling at her. And she walked away. And then she told her little two-faced boyfriend, and he was very angry, it looked like, very upset about it. And disappointed, and, and looking at her as if, like, she's disgusting. She's a chewed-up piece of bubblegum. Right? And then it, there's some metaphor happening here with the framed photo of her and him falling on the floor and crashing into a million little pieces. Like, she messed it up so bad. She shattered their Imagine watching this as a teen. It's like dredging up like all this shit. Like oh. it's so traumatizing, and especially as a teenager who like maybe had already gotten a little too comfortable. Right. Um, imagine like how horrible you would feel watching this. I know. Okay, Let's see what happens. So it's shattering, shattering. She's crying more. It's very dangerous. She should not be picking up that glass without shoes. <gasps> and she touched her eye. <sighs> Where is that our actions cause the Savior to endure agony and suffering? Godly sorrow is not meant to be a punishment, Kim. It's a purposeful thing. Uh, a gift of, of the Spirit. Holy gaslighting. This is not meant to be a punishment. I'm doing this to, I'm abusing you because I love you. This mm-hmm. awful shame and depression you're experiencing is a gift from me to you. So thank you. Or you should be thankful to me, I mean. You're welcome. <laughs> Toxic positivity. It's like we all have hardships, Kim. Like you should always be happy and grateful. And this is just a trial that you're overcoming, you know? Like, it's a gift. I mean, I just feel like this is such abuse. You know, she's clearly distraught. And her life is shattered in pieces. And he's like, this isn't a punishment. This is wonderful. You're just viewing it wrong. God, I just want to, like, yeah, I'm, I'm too violent. I shouldn't say that. But I just want to, like... Jab him, you know? Like jab <laughs> well, him in the throat. Jab, jab, right in that nose. Yeah. Also, so violent. Look but... Just like a Mormon bishop to you. Just a creepy Mormon bishop. Yeah, it gives me the... It definitely reminds me of a few bishops I had in my, my teens. And like how uncomfortable. I felt so uncomfortable being alone with them. I'm, like the babies. I'm so glad that nothing happened to us in those interviews like they could have so easily gone so terribly wrong yeah definitely anyways okay continuing a feeling of sorrow that precedes true repentance i don't think i understand 
Well, in addition to repentance helping us to correct our mistakes, it, it's a way of our renewing our ties with God and healing our relationship with Him. <sighs> it's music. I know. <laughs> now my sorrow. <laughs> But what did he say? Like, you're renewing your ties with God. Like, one, it, it's just so overblown. Like, you did one act of whatever the hell it was. You touched some guy's wiener, and God was so upset that he cut off ties with you that you have to go through this horrible ordeal because of that. Like, but, like, it's it's something, I know I'm, like, beating a, a dead horse right now, and I've That's said That's the whole point thing. of this, yeah. <laughs> I know, but, like, I've said it so many times in other episodes. It's, it's like, something I, I never fully grasped as a, a Mormon, and something I always question, too, because, and I remember asking this several times, like, why does God care if we have sex or not? Like, I just... I don't understand why he he would care. And every answer was always like, oh, it's about like obedience. And he gives us certain laws so that we like a test for us to be obedient. And I was like, yeah, but like, does he really care if we have sex, especially if like we're, you know, commanded to procreate and like that's having sex. So why does it matter if you have it before marriage? Like what makes it? significant being after marriage I don't know it was just like something that I never got obviously I mean I was still terrified of it and like you know it's like I would never even think of having sex before marriage but it's just like a weird thing that even this like this whole video is showing like this girl going through so much shit and really sad and depressed and having to like completely change her wedding because she got too quote-unquote comfortable with a guy like why would god care like why does he care she doesn't also newsflash she's not real but (laughs) it's like it's just control right it's part of the methods that cults use to control you and make you feel like you're dependent on them and they control when you have sex and with who and how you present that to the world. It's so fucked the more you think about it. And even how you have sex, you know? There's yeah. There's like still, you know, taboos in, in the Mormon culture of, like, how you're, ha- you know, you're meant to have right. sex. Even though it's never been, like, a commandment or something official. But, like, you know, like, there are certain things that you should and should not do. Well, yeah. Bathroom. Well, and even beyond that, there are things that are strictly that they can't do, like they're if they wanted to have an open marriage or experiment with the third partner it's like no that's absolutely not allowed in the mormon church like yeah you know this is a question that maybe have we ever answered this maybe do you know the the answer to this question i know we talked about like oral sex and you know even though this like it's like this taboo as well where like some mormons will say it's fine and some say it's not and there was like um was it a general authority who did mention once, like, you shouldn't do it, but, like, recently they haven't. But what what is the church's stance, or, or have they ever come out with couples who want to have anal sex? I don't think they've said... Well, in the past, people like Bruce R. McConkie, gross man who wrote Mormon Doctrine, I think he's said some things about how, like, that or oral sex or other things they lead to other sins like 
quote unquote homosexuality, like, and that homosexuality what? leads to bestiality. Like, they've oh. said stuff like that in the past, but I don't know of anything in particular that they've said recently about that. Like, as long as it's between just the two of you in the marriage. I think a lot of times people are like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. But I think it also depends on, like, who your bishop is and how far they go with questioning you about stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it does depend on your bishop because some bishops are, like, quote-unquote cool and chill. Right. And won't ask you a lot of things. And other bishops are, like, not like that and are very uptight. And they'll be like, are you inviting Christ into your bedroom before (laughs) marital relations? Like, some Mormon couples really do, like, pray before they have sex. I've, I've totally heard of that. And that is the creepiest thing ever. Ugh. Maybe a bit kinky now. Like, I don't know. Maybe Celestial Jesus celestial joined. Jesus. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but back in the day, not not so much. Like, I, yeah, it's always this creepy thing, too, because I always say, like, God watches you everywhere. And I'd be like, even when you're having sex or, like, masturbating, that's so creepy. Like, why is he watching? It just makes him seem so pervy. I know. Because the whole thing is pervy. Like, having a talk about this stuff is pervy. Yeah. Okay. Back to Godly Sorrow. She's praying, it looks like. So, we'll narrate this part, because I think this is another musical matter. Yay! She's praying. The song is... The banger. Oh. So the it stains my soul within. God she's heart. reading the scriptures and gazing out the window. Yep. She's clearly sad. So. Now she's laying on the grass. And they're zooming out. Yep. She's contemplating something, probably contemplating how she should never t- have touched that wiener and she never will again. Kim. Although I do like her mom jeans that she's wearing in that shot. Me too. I like this outfit too. Oh yeah. And now she's like, I think at BYU library. Yep. Oh, and she's trying to talk to Matt and he's walking away from her and is like, nope, you are a chewed up piece of gum. I don't want you anymore. That is fogged, you guys. And that definitely is the library. I've been there. Yep, that's BYU. And she just tried to like talk to him and he was like, yeah, nope. Not interested. That's horrible. And they were engaged. Like, what kind of an asshole? What? Well, you know, she got too comfortable. She put pizza on her tits for another (laughs) man. And she probably farted, too. So he cannot. (laughs) Definitely farted. Like, that's too comfortable, you know? (laughs) Boundaries, Kim. Boundaries, Kim. Now her mom's coming to visit her in her room and she's sad laying on her bed her mom has such a mom haircut it's such a mom haircut (laughs) she's hugging her mom and crying she's so sad sorrow for my sins oh and she just came out of ew ew she just came out of the bishop's office and shook his hand and he's like pervy and smiling and like oh it's so creepy she looks back at him now she's backlit and she's looking 
Is she on the Temple Grounds? I knew it. She's on the Temple Grounds in Provo. That's the Provo Temple, and her hair is brushed out now. So. I know. Okay, Kim. And she's just, like, longingly looking at the temple, sitting on the grounds of it. Can you? Can we just say for a hot second that I also was on those grounds pondering a few times? I've been there many a time. My grandma actually lives, like, one block from there. And we <gasps> sit over there. Yeah. So many dates there, too. You know, BYU guys are like, would you like to go for a temple walk with me? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and the the MTC is right across the street, the Missionary Training Center. Oh, Jesus. Remember that? Oh, is that not? Oh, it just feels so culty to think, like, they're holding all these young kids. They're 18 years old in that building. And the only time they can go out is when they cross the street. To go to the temple. To the temple. It's so and then fun. And go right back. Oh! <laughs> Yucky. Okay. She said it's beautiful. And now oh, she's looking over. Is it going to be Matt? Yep. There's Two-Face. <laughs> Two-Face is back with that sun. You know when I went in for my interview with Bishop Maxwell? I almost didn't say anything. It would have been so easy. But it's incredible. Oh my god. So she said, I almost didn't say anything. It would have been so easy, but it feels incredible. And she looks depressed AF. She really does. And he does not look impressed at all. No, like he's not no. like a supportive fiance. He's just like, mm-hmm, tell me more. Why? Not even sitting very close together. So uh, she doesn't want to get comfortable, Katie. <laughs> yeah, can't get comfortable because this might happen again. <laughs> but yeah, I'll let you like see like when this finishes out. But I don't even know. They don't even really, you know, come to a conclusion if like they've gotten back together or anything. It almost looks like who knows. I guess we'll see what you think. Never felt happier before. Never felt happier before, but she looks so sad. Oh my god. So yeah, they're just sitting there looking at the temple. And that's how it ends. It's like, I just, you know what I can't stop thinking about? Is how, like, if if that video is on his IMBD now. (laughs) We should look it up. Like, how he must have so many regrets about making that video. Like, I feel like he had, like, three words that he said in that video. Like, what about the pain? <laughs> how do you feel now? So, yeah, at the end there, she's she says that she doesn't feel pain. But the look on her face, I feel like, says it all. Like, she, like she's so depressed. She's been through the ringer, the poor thing. And... She, you know, as we know, being ex-Mormons, she was for sure not allowed to take the sacrament. So her whole ward knew. Her friend shunned her. She was just depressed on her bed in her room all day. And Matt ignored her. And she had to cancel her wedding. Like, uh, 
But yet yeah. she's the happiest she's ever been. She, that's a lie. Ooh, that's not true, Kim. That that's is not, not true. true. And you know, lying's a sin. But you know, lying's definitely not as bad as Levi Lovin. So. <laughs> It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, especially if you guys watch this video, and I have to note, too, that it said it had, like, over 11,000 views, and I'm so curious to see if it's all, like, 11,000 ex-Mormons who are like, fuck (laughs) this, like, this is ridiculous, or if it's actual Mormons being like, I'm going to share this in my Young Women lesson. (laughs) Oh, my God, right? I hope they're not still sharing this, but honestly, they probably are. I don't know. It seems like they could definitely easily be sharing this still. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Like, after watching it, I'm pretty sure I've, I've watched it as well in Young Women's. Or maybe it was Seminary. I'm, I'm like, vaguely That's, thinking it was Seminary. You know what? That seems like another place that they would share this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Seminary. Or... I had to take that temple prep class. So I'm kind of thinking, too, maybe <laughs> I had to watch this. Yep. Oh, my God, Sarah, one of the uh, comments on the video says, from three weeks ago, so it was a recent comment, someone wrote, Aaron Eckhart has to live with this on his resume forever, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, God damn it. (laughs) Like, after this recording, I cannot wait to show it to Craig to be like, look, do you recognize this? Because we always play this, like, yeah it, we're such nerds but I'm just like we spot like actors like oh two seconds to be like this actor's oh, yeah. what yeah. other movie so I'm gonna show it to him and be like can you name this can you name this actor you got it right away I didn't get it until later when they showed him later on but you were on it <laughs> I, th- I think it is because I remember looking him up Maybe it wasn't Batman or some other movie. I, I, I kind of think he was in a chick flick. He was in that. Oh, I know what it is, you guys. He was in that rom-com with um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. And they're like chefs. Anyways, this is me going on a tangent. Oh, gotcha. Yes. I and I was like, he's that. so good looking. And I looked him up on like Wikipedia or whatever. And it was like, it says that he used to be, I want to say he used to be Mormon. He even went on a mission. Wow. Wow. You learned something wrong. (laughs) You guys can correct me, but I'm pretty sure either he went on a mission or he really did go to BYU. Something like that. I mean, he was there. Yeah, when they were making (laughs) that video. Uh, Just the whole time I was like, this video is so fucked up that I kept forgetting it was made by the church. I was like, this seems like something that would be made to like mock the church or to point out how harmful the bishops interviews are and how horrible this shame culture is but no that was made by the church and put out as like a positive promotional piece it's going to just keep everyone in line and make the church look fantastic and it does not (laughs) it's so bad I just can't believe (sighs) it's given me like heartburn oh no oh no I wonder if Listeners, if you've left the church sooner, like more recently than we have, if you're a recent Exmo, you should let us know if you saw this recently, like if they're still showing it. Ooh, that would be interesting. I would also- love to know, like in Young Women's, like if this is still being shown or like in seminary. I know. Because it's so detrimental to like younger people as well. Yeah. And it would be interesting 
I just feel like it'd be interesting to show this to a progressive Mormon. Because oh. don't you think they'd be horrified? And they would be- have to be. And, and and how could they justify it? This isn't like something that was made in 1800s. Even that, like, we all know that they blatantly, like, just lie about that shit and defend yeah. Joseph Smith and everyone else. And it's just bullshit. There is no, like, it's taken out of context. No. But they can't, they don't even have that in their back pocket to pull out and say, like, I oh, know. it was, like, back in a time. It's, like, it was in 1992. And also, that we, far ago. we know that these things fully still happen. Like, you still have to get, you go go through a worthiness interview to get your temple recommend. And mm-hmm. sexual sin is part of the questioning. So it's, like... Maybe it doesn't happen exactly like that for every person, but it's still a very relevant thing. Yeah, I'd be curious how they would try to, like, defend it or if they'd just be like, eh, it's old. And then we're like, fine, that's what you say for everything. (laughs) Like, I just can't imagine, like, being a – I mean, I'm not a parent, so I can't imagine. But being a parent and knowing that, like, the church was showing them videos like that or, like, showing my kid a video like that and making them feel – like shit or like my kid like going to get married and having to come to me and say like oh I can't get married in the temple anymore because I'm I made this quote-unquote mistake and like I feel horrible I would be like what no this is not okay also such an unhealthy view of sex yeah like we've talked about so many times but it's like you had an encounter with someone that you liked I mean and it was consensual and you're I just there shouldn't be a problem, and you shouldn't have to repent for that. It's no. so, yeah. It's yeah, stupid. It's messed up. Anyways, wow. that was Thank the you. lovely video that I was so excited to share with you. <laughs> Ruin your whole night. Yay. I know. Now I feel so great, and <laughs> I'm not going to go and take a hot bath in the dark and light some candles and just be sad. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, you got to be happy. <laughs> Watch something in the bath that will make you happy. I know, right? No, that was really good. I love these little gems that you find, especially videos. They're just, it's crazy because, as you mentioned, it was made and produced and paid for by the church slash members tithing money. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, is still being taught. Like, all that is factual. Like, all of that is still Mormon doctrine, you guys. Just to emphasize, in case it wasn't clear before. This is still taught and practiced in the Mormon church. Like, and it's just. Did you hear the term godly sorrow? When you Yeah, I remember it's a, um, it's a scripture mastery. And You're I don't so know which one it is. <laughs> I know, but it talks about like turning uh, godly sorrow into, oh, it's going to kill me. I, I think it was in Moroni. But anyways, listeners, <laughs> if you remember, ping us. But it's definitely in a, a scripture mastery. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we don't have to deal with that bullshit anymore. Um, That's just unnecessary shame and sadness that I'm glad we don't have to carry. So, And we're glad that all of you guys don't have to. And if you are still going through that and you want to talk about it, we are here. Um, Mm -hmm. But also maybe it's a good idea to get professional help if it's something that's still... I mean, definitely I went to therapy. I cannot recommend it enough. And I think it's really important when going through this religious trauma and all the shit that comes with it, especially with shaming and yeah, for sure. Well, that about does it. I guess we can wrap up. 
wrap it up. But thanks everyone for listening and or watching. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Bye. We'll be back. Bye.